You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Lost in Space yet? No. How far are you? I didn't watch any more since so last like week. So you two episodes in? I got two episodes in, and then the I worst. accidentally started watching Scandal again. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to watch anything that was like involved over my lunch break, and so and uh-huh. I'd already finished my like fourth rewatch of All of Friends, and so I was like, what can I just put on and not care about? Turns out Scandal. But turns out I care about Scandal a little bit more than I thought I did, because like I'm way back... I've already watched this. I know I have. But I still am like, I don't remember what happens. I'm going to keep watching it. So I'm watching Scandal now instead of Lost in Space. But I'm also trying to watch uh, Mortal Instruments because it's like, yeah. it airs like every week and I'm a few behind. But it's also not super interesting. So Okay. Well, I have finished Lost in Space. Well, well we can't talk about it because... I know. Do you love it? I, I think it's fantastic. Awesome. And the only thing that sucks about it is that it's only 10 episodes oh, and... Yeah. I don't even think they've picked it up for a second season yet. Like, really? Yeah, like you would think that it because it seems like it's been I doing well. I, Maybe they've just been advertising it a lot. So they've been advertising it a lot, and therefore a lot of people I think have checked it out. Right, but, but I don't know. not necessarily like watched it all or anything. Yeah, that's fair because that's that's actually like me, right? I haven't really. I checked it out, but I didn't finish watching it. So, not to say it's not good though. It is quite good. It's so hard to to search things for shows like this because it's uh there's a gajillion different hits you can't put netflix season two because like there's a season two of the original series oh right so interesting not super easy i feel like we would have it would have been like told if we were getting another one wasn't it like super expensive for them april 15th 2018 lost in space co-creators Burke Sharpless and Matt Sazama are already working on season two. Well, that's good. Doesn't necessarily mean it's been picked up, though, does it? Not necessarily. But, could, but, but it makes sense that they would be. Do you know if Altered Carbon got picked up? Uh, no, I don't. Lost in Space showrunners working on season two with or without Netflix is okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, not the that's best awesome. news, But, um... Well, I just want it to The show fun. was really good. I think it was really, yeah. really good. Uh, Altered Carbon... Because that's the other, like, basically those are, like, the two huge ones that they spend a lot of money on. Man, they keep spending a lot of money in in Vancouver on these shows and then only doing one or two seasons. I'm still devastated with Dirk Gently. Not renewed I will never get over it. Not renewed. Interesting. You'd get over it a lot faster if you knew more about Max Landis. Okay, well, yes. I, we've talked about Matt Landis before, so. Max. Max. Yeah. Someone else can take over for him and I could still get my quirky Dirk Gently. Anyways, 
So do you have a new show that you're moving on to after Lost in Space? No. Um, Lost in Space has been distracting me from a couple of things. The shows that are all over my PVR, like I'm way behind on. I'm like two episodes behind on Flash. I'm like, I'm still at the beginning of the year with uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Like I think I've got, like, and the, and the season's over, so I need to oh, finish wow. it. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, I thought you said it got better though, and that you like were interested in watching. No, it. no, I love it. It's a great show. I it's just it just it's not priority right. viewing for me. It's yeah, like fair. it's when I I generally put on Legends when I'm doing something else. Right, I remember you saying that. So yeah. yeah, like I've got some work to do tomorrow, so I will probably put Legends on while I do that. Um, yeah, uh, and then God of War has taken up. A vast majority of my time. Oh, uh, yeah, the video really. game, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because it's a very, very good game. Nice. I like it quite a bit. Are you almost done it, or is it like uh, a long No, game? no, oh, it's okay. like a, it's a super, super long game, like oh, 40 okay. hours. So. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I guess there's nothing else to talk about. Well, I, mean, there, I mean, because we can't talk about Avengers. Why are we talking about Avengers? Because we're doing a spoiler cast on Monday. Am I invited to the spoiler cast? If you want to be on the spoiler cast, I was going to do it with Tim and uh, Curtis, but if you want to be on as well. I mean, I'll think about it. I kind of do. I like doing your stuff. I didn't want to inconvenience you because it's on a Monday night. I know, but like what time on a Monday night? I don't know. We haven't set a time yet. Yeah, I could do it if it's like after 6.30. We'll see. It's usually, when I record with Curtis, it's generally after... Kids go to sleep. Excellent. So, probably around like 9 o'clock. Sounds good. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully. I don't think I have anything else on. I might be going for dinner with somebody next week, but I don't know if it's Monday or Wednesday. Okay. But, that's good. Well, yeah, there's, I guess, nothing else to talk about. No other pop culture stuff. Womp, womp, womp. No. Uh, no. I mean, yeah, like, Avengers has just dominated everything, right? But, I don't know, like, I, Deadpool is, like, three weeks away. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for Deadpool. Everything seems like it's at the beginning of this year. Like, beginning of the summer, I guess. It is like, very front-loaded. Yeah, because It not, is a very front-loaded time. year, cause, because there's the Star Wars movie is in May. Yeah, because usually So it kind of messes yeah. things up. It is actually... Why are they doing other it in than, May? Like, okay, so... It's complicated, but, and it's never been confirmed, but my running theory is that this was the year we were supposed to get two movies. Oh. Right? We're supposed to get, Han Solo was put into production earlier than I think they anticipated. Okay. Because Josh Trank's movie fell apart. Oh, I don't know what... Who Josh Trank's movie? So okay, so back in, I guess 2015, they announced, or maybe they announced them in 2014, but sometime before Star Wars Celebration in 2015, which was April of 2015, Mm -hmm. uh, we knew that Rogue One was happening, and Mm -hmm. we knew that Josh Trank, which Rogue One was Gareth Edwards, written by Mm -hmm. Gary Whitta. And others, but story by Gary Whitta and John Knoll, mm-hmm. and then directed by Gareth Edwards. Um, and then Josh Trank was supposed to direct another movie, 
Oh. At Star Wars Celebration, there was a panel that was scheduled that Matt and I were at that was supposed to be Gareth Edwards comes out for half an hour, talks about Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Josh Trent comes out for half an hour, talks about his movie. Mm -hmm. And more than likely... Star Wars Celebration, that panel would have been when they revealed what that movie was going to be. Right. But a few months earlier, Josh Trank had been working on Fantastic Four, which came out later that summer. Right. And uh, I think it was summer 2015. Uh, maybe it came out in 2014. Um, and there was all sorts of problems with that production. Oh, with Fantastic Four. With Fantastic Four. Oh. To the point that Simon Kinberg, executive producer, uh, who's also one of the executive producers on like the X-Men movies and, mm-hmm. and, um, and other stuff, uh, he had to come in because Josh Trank was refusing to, to come to set. What? So there were like actors wow. and stuff on set. Oh my God. Waiting. Yeah. And no director. What? And when when he got there, he they had rented. I think it was like New Orleans or something like that that they mm-hmm. were shooting in. They had rented Trank and his wife this like historic house. No, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and when Kinberg went there to like find out what was going on, he stepped in and it was like. Like, they had, like, trashed the place. What? There was just, like, 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 wow. I, I don't remember the exact description, but, like, But is I this, like, an actual thing that happened? This is an like, actual is thing like that a, happened, wow. yeah. So, Josh Trank, his wife, and their two dogs had just, like, totaled the place. Like, rock star style. Wow. Right? Um, and, and so, Kinberg, like, basically went there... Talk, tried to talk to Josh Trank for a little while and was like, this isn't working. And basically left, went back to set and went, Josh won't be coming back. I'll be finishing the film. No way. And he, he directed the remainder of Fantastic Four oh. and did the post-production on it. I didn't and know And that's that. why that's Fantastic crazy. Four is such a disjointed mess. Oh. Because it's two movies. Like, there's the movie that Josh Trank was making and then the movie that the studio wanted him to make, which is the movie that... Simon Kimberg came in and made. Right. Now, the Star Wars connection here, other than Josh Trank uh, being set to direct mm-hmm. a Star Wars movie, is that Simon Kinberg's an executive producer on Star Wars Rebels. Oh, so he probably has. So I'm yeah. willing to bet I would stake my reputation as a Star Wars podcaster and predictor of many things <laughs> that Kimberg got in the car and on the way back to set called Kathleen Kennedy and said, you got to get out of this deal as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. You cannot work with this man. And it's... Because that it would have been simultaneous, like kind of around the yeah. time, hey? Yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. Now, in Josh Trank's defense... The studio was basically, like, screwing around with his movie. He wanted to make a specific Fantastic Four film, and the studio didn't want him to make it. Fox didn't want him to make that movie. Why would they hire him, then, if they didn't want his movie? Like, because so because this always happens. This there It, it comes in waves, right? It, it, like <clears throat> It's happened so many times throughout Hollywood's history, where... You have the established studio machine, and it's cranking stuff out, and people get tired of it. Yeah. 
And then some indie darlings come along and make really cool movies. And Josh Trank made Chronicle, and Chronicle is a fantastic movie. Max Landis wrote that. Um, so it's like I give Max Landis credit. He's he's a very talented writer. I just think that he's a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Um, he's got some wrong-headed ideas, I think. But I. Uh, yeah, Josh Trank made Chronicle, which is a... Have you ever seen Chronicle? No. It's, it is like a found footage oh. superhero movie. Cool. Basically. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's fantastic. It's a great movie. Um, Michael B. Jordan is in it. Oh, uh, gotcha. It's like one of... It was one of his like breakout things. Gotcha. Because um, he'd been on The Wire. He'd been on Friday Night Lights. But then Chronicle, I think, was one of his first... It was one of his first, like, featured starring roles right. in the movie, I'm pretty sure. Cool. Um, <clears throat> and, and that movie was a big deal. So the studio went, well, Fantastic Four is sort of, like, stuck in limbo. I'm sure that they just had, like, a general meeting with them. And right, were like, yeah. if you could do any superhero property that we've got, what would it be? Right, yeah. You know, we've got... Anything X Men? We've got the Fantastic yeah. Four. Uh, who else does Fox have? Silver Surfer, as a result, because this was back oh, yeah. then before they sold him back yeah. to to uh, Disney. Um, yeah, so I imagine that the conversation was like, "What would you want to do?" And he pitched them a Fantastic Four movie, and they went, "Awesome, totally, sign deal." Like, right. Here yeah. you go. And then he started making that movie, and they went, could you make it a little bit more family-friendly? Oh, yeah, could yeah. you do this? Could you do And it was like, that's not the movie that I want to make. And yeah. So I think what has happened with a lot of these directors, because it's not, it's not an uncommon story, right? Like, these mm-hmm. guys have basically have nervous breakdowns because they go from doing these small-budget indie films that make it big, that become huge successes... Then you give them a studio film, and it's a completely different beast, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're working for so many masters. I think that like sometimes these guys have like literal nervous breakdowns, mm-hmm. where it's like the pressure of making the Fantastic Four reboot, mm-hmm. right? A property that is so hard to yeah. do, and you think that you know how to do it, and the studio wants you to do it differently. Like I, I, I get it, but. Like, I think that Lucasfilm was right to cut ties because they they made all of these deals. Lucasfilm made all these deals early on in the after the Disney purchase. Mm-hmm. And they got Gareth Edwards in there who had done uh, Monsters, which was his indie movie that he oh, went... Oh, Monsters, like that sort of like... It was the... Yeah, it, the, like the, the, the post-apocalyptic like, yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is like a found footage sort of thing yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, not found footage, but it was very like, like yeah, handheld and yeah, very yeah, style, yeah. right? Um, and he like Gareth Edwards. The thing with that movie is that like he wrote it, he directed it, he did the post production, right. like it the was special his effects. Movie. Yeah, yeah. He edited the movie. He did the oh. soundtrack. Like he made that movie, and oh, it was just yeah. like two actors and right. yeah, mainly, well. and then like a like some other people, right? Um, but it's mostly just those two actors. So they gave him Godzilla. Right. And personally, I think that, that he made a perfect Godzilla movie for 2016, whenever that one came out. Um, maybe it was 2015. I, I think that he nailed it. 
Now, most people think they like Godzilla, but they don't. They like a giant monster destroying buildings. Mm. But Godzilla movies are 90% scientists making up science. And then 10% Godzilla fighting things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what that movie ended up being was a cool. lot of yes. like scientists, science, yeah. like pseudoscience. Can I just? And, I know, and forever, yeah. I will be okay with people making fun of this for me. But like my favorite movie yeah. when I was growing up was Godzilla, like Matthew Broderick, the Matthew Broderick God's, one, like There's the the corny nineties. I loved it Matthew too. Broderick Godzilla, like I loved that movie. I watched it all the time. I, I don't think that there's anything particularly wrong with that movie. It's a mm. Roland Emmerich film. It's <laughs> it's. Yeah. I think that there's some pretty cool stuff in it. I love that design for Godzilla. Yeah, um, it's cool. There's an animated series that was a spin-off of that movie and it is one of my favorite shows from that era. Awesome. Because it took that Godzilla and then built out his world with like Mothra and oh, Ghidorah cool. and like the Monster Island and all that stuff. It's a fantastic series. Nice. Um but yeah, Gareth Edwards made, like, a perfect Godzilla movie, so they went, do you want to make a Star Wars movie? And I think that he did a pretty good job with a Star Wars movie, but I think that, you know, they... I think... I like Rogue One. Rogue One's fine, but if I showed you the art book and showed Mm -hmm. you what it looked like in its conception and and then what the movie is Mm -hmm. in its... Like, the, the thing about Rogue One is that there's a really solid nugget of a story there. And then everything else on top of it is, like, it could go one of, like, six ways. Right. Right? Pepper, are you going to be chill? No, nah, hey. he's going to attack me. Are like you laying down? That nah. blanket is kind of his spot. So. Oh, good. If he just sits there, I'll I be fine. I think he's going to. That's good. Yep, he's chilling up. Um... So I think he did fine, but I think that there was a bit of that same sort of studio thing. I think that Gareth Edwards kind of... I think because he had done Godzilla already, that he knew what he was getting right, into. Right, yeah. So he was a little bit more prepared for the Lucasfilm Disney yeah. machine. Right? Yeah. To come in and be like, we're doing major rewrites. You're going to go back and you're going to reshoot all this stuff. Right. The Gina Urso character isn't working. You need to fix it. Yeah, right? yeah. Because so. the third act of that film, all of a sudden she goes from anti-establishment i don't care about your stupid rebellion yeah to being like hope is all we have i'm princess leia's proxy because (laughs) she's not in this movie until the last two seconds spoilers uh yeah i that's that is my biggest complaint with that movie is that like the first act is a jumbled mess and the beginning of the third act the movie completely changes tone yeah um and then the third act itself like the rest of it, like the action and everything is phenomenal. It's some oh, yeah. of the best Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's the Starfighter stuff is like that mm, beach fight so is good. so great. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it's it's interesting. There's a good movie there. It's just not what ended up on screen. <laughs> um But I think yeah, like Josh Trank, they like So he was supposed to have the other movie this year. He basically. was supposed to is have the other So he was supposed to if if the timeline would have followed through i think that his movie yeah because rogue one was last year right Mm -hmm. so i think yeah seems like it was they were gearing up rogue one had just begun production they had done some shooting and then taken a break to do star wars celebration and then uh, uh, gareth edwards was leaving to go 
shoot in a new location. Because mm. um, I think they had done, they had either done some of the studio stuff or they had done some of the location stuff. Right. And, and then switching. they were going to yeah. switch off. Um, so in between, they found time for him to come for basically like a day nice. to Star Wars Celebration. And then Josh Trank was supposed to start that summer, I think, like after Fantastic Four's press tour sort right. of thing, right? Right, So like do press and then he would go do Star Wars. Um, and that didn't happen. But if that timeline would have followed through, they would have been able to... I mean, like if, if that timeline would have followed through actually probably could have come out last summer so last year might have been the two movie the, year. the two movie year so we would have gotten rogue one josh trank's movie and then the last jedi and then this year solo and then whatever was supposed to be next and then um episode nine was supposed to be next may but oh, because right. josh trank was a problem and then uh lord and miller were problems on solo Oh, right, yeah. Right? So they had to bring Ron Howard in for that. Oh, right, yeah. And I think when that happened, that combined with Gareth Edwards, which I think Gareth Edwards did a good job, mm-hmm. but I think that the trouble that they did have with that movie, kind of like being one of the first alarms, and then... This other stuff And then happened. the other yeah. stuff, they were like, oh no, we've got Colin Trevorrow directing... Episode not episode oh. yeah episode nine. Who's Colin Trevorrow? Jurassic World, but before oh. that he did a movie called Safety Not Guaranteed. Oh which yeah, is yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, I've seen that. Like the one that movie. put him on the yeah. map. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go turn that off. Yeah, crazy. So so they would have been like gun shy about all the like new directors and indie stuff, and then they would have been like, you know, who we're gonna go with? Let's just get JJ back on the train. So they got JJ back, and I think that I think that because. They had to do that stuff, I mm-hmm. think, because they had to pivot. Yeah. That whatever other projects were in the pipeline got, didn't get canceled, but have been, like, pushed. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because so, they had to be completely reimagined, because they're, like, director films, right? Like, it's... Yeah. So, um, we're in a weird limbo right now, where uh, we know Solo's coming out in four weeks. We're about a month away. Um, less than a month away at this point. Um, episode 9 comes out in December of 2019. There's this big gap between Star Wars movies. <laughs> uh, Ant-Man and Wasp is July. And then Captain Marvel isn't, isn't so- until March yeah. of next year. So, so like- we have to go all the way from July yeah. until March yeah, with, with no, no Star Wars, no Marvel. Oh, this is the Lord. this is the longest yeah. gap in probably the last five years. Yeah, where it's like there's nothing there. The only thing that's in between that's any sort of like solace is Wreck It Ralph two. Wow. Yeah. How so, is Sp- that- Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, which is a Sony oh, movie, oh yeah, that looks is so also good. coming out in December, yeah. but it's a, that's going to be a very different type of movie. I'm really excited so for cool, it. It looks though. fantastic. The animation is just it's like, done here. Hey, I didn't know is that. It? Yeah, it's that's at the cool. studio. My a bunch of the people left my studio to go, to go work to, on it. To go work on <laughs> yeah. that, which is um, devastating. But yeah, so like when you look at when you look at 2018 as a like a, a film year, yeah, it is very heavily weighted, yeah. but. We don't know what Star Wars movie is happening after episode nine. We know that Ryan Johnson's been contracted to produce 
a trilogy and he's going to direct the first one. Ooh, so, that's exciting. And it's going to it's not part of the Skywalker universe. The Skywalker saga, nice. right? So it's going to be a completely new story. How exciting. Um I think he'll do that well. I think so as well. Yeah. I I think especially like given the license to go tell his own story. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah, gonna be it, within that world, like he's yeah. gonna love that world and 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 honor it, but do something yeah. completely different, which is so cool. Um, and then I, uh, Star Wars Resistance just got announced yesterday, which is the new animated series, which is coming this fall. Nice. Which takes place just before, Force Awakens. Um, Ooh. And. Poe Dameron is in it. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's what you were... You Oscar Isaac it, yeah. is going to actually be voicing Poe Dameron, which says to Amazing. me that he's in the first episode yeah. and in the finale. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. But that's fine, because that's more than I ever expected. Yeah, that's so um, cool. I thought that they would... Because the, the, the Star Wars Resistance, um, that title, I got registered basically about two months ago. So Matt and I talked about it on Rebel Cells. But it was like, oh, obviously they're doing something about. Right. How can you tell when pilots. something got? Uh, they registered the the um, the domain, and oh, right, then yeah. there's and there's like trademarks and stuff like right. that. The Lucasfilm files. Right. Yeah. So people pay attention to that stuff and yeah, then go like, oh, of course they do. This Star Wars something was just registered. Wow. Interesting. Um, and then gets it gets reported on. Yeah. Um, so we're going to find out like why he got the reputation as the best pilot in the Resistance. No, so uh, we thought, like, this early speculation was like, oh, well, this is going to be young Poe Dameron. Yeah. Star Wars Resistance. It's It has to be about, like, Poe and Snap Wexley and Jess Pava and, like, like mm-hmm. Black Squadron, basically, yeah. before they joined the Resistance. Because Poe was a New Republic pilot. Uh... Poe and Snap were both... Uh, uh, New Republic pilots and then Leia recruits them to the resistance mm. um, so there's a story there to tell and I don't know we might still see some of it I think but I thought like okay if you make him young enough then it doesn't have to be Oscar Isaac you can get somebody else to do the voice yeah. because he's like a teenager yeah, yeah. right um, but this story is actually going to be about basically like this bush pilot kid Mm. Who like builds his own starfighter and is like <laughs> awesome. one of and like he's like one of the best starfighter pilots in the galaxy, but he's like from the middle of nowhere. Awesome. And That's cool. it'll basically be a story of like Poe Dameron recruiting him mm. to join the resistance. Gotcha. gotcha. Um and BB 8s gonna be in it. Yay. And uh, I imagine that Leia will be in it as well, but uh, and I would have imagined that the plan was to have Carrie Fisher voice that character yeah. again. Yeah. Um yeah. But this would have had to have been in production for a long time if it's coming out in September. About, probably about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, so that's gonna that that will at least carry me through because it's like yeah. the and the yeah, the style fun. is the art style is incredible. Because oh, it's cool. got it, like all we've seen so far is one still. It's basically BB eight in the corner and then the this kid's ship. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it's like a it's anime inspired, so we haven't seen what the characters look like. But what other than BB-8, what we have seen in that still, it's very, um, it's very bright and colorful. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a lot of Zelda Wind Waker, oh, like that yeah. cel shaded style. But it's also kind of got a little bit because BB-8's proportions are different; they're not the same as as the movie. Oh, um, he's a little bit like sort of chubbier kind of like because it's anime like cute and anime yeah yeah, um 
so I get a little bit of like a Miyazaki ah, vibe okay. from it. So I th- and I think that that'll probably that'll probably be what it's like. Cool. Um. So hopefully we get some more news on that. Soon, I'm curious but... to see what the big like studio films are going to be in the and there's got to be something yeah. coming I... up, but we'll see. It could be one of those weird things too about like. Disney taking a break for its taxes or something. Maybe it just had too many things that was coming out and it needed like quarters to rest or something. Yeah, like how they doing, like when they the John tanked Carter. John Carter yeah. and everything. They didn't yeah. want to like do that again or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean like Disney has a full slate. They've got some big stuff coming out later this oh, yeah. year. Just nothing like action adventure. Yeah. Right? Like cuz they've got Mary Poppins Returns is in the is in the winter. Um I want another princess movie. What's the next princess movie that's coming out? I I haven't like heard of any announcements. Dumbo is next spring, and then Lion King is next summer. (gasps) Oh yeah, Lion King! I forgot. Lion King's gonna gonna be be so good. Oh yeah. Oh, and then John Favreau was, uh, he's signed a deal once he's done Lion King, and I think he has one other movie. Is he directing Lion King? Yeah, he directed Lion King. Yeah, because he did Jungle Book, so he's doing Jungle Book and then Lion King, and then maybe. Maybe he's doing Jungle Book 2. Like when John he's done Favreau, Jungle Book 2. John Favreau. John Favreau from yeah. Iron Man, yeah? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, when, I, I think when him. he's done Jungle Book 2, then he's going to be um, show running a live action Star Wars series for the Disney streaming platform. No way. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Wow. Good to be John Favreau. Yeah, at, at at dinner last night before the movie, I was arguing with Jeff because he was like, "Oh, Lucasfilm, Lucas, I think that they're gonna they're gonna fire Kathleen Kennedy because she's screwing everything up." What? And it's like, buddy, that is one perspective. Yeah. That is your point of view because you didn't like Last Jedi and you don't like the way that Solo's looking. Last Jedi is so good. Last Jedi is awesome. Solo Last looks Jedi. like it's gonna be incredible. Like, like. Yeah. I posted it in the Facebook group, right? I that these TV spots that they've been showing are blowing my mind, and I'm going like, this might be my favorite Star Wars movie <laughs> because if it is, if it's a movie version of those Brian Daly novels that I talk about all the right. time, like yeah, those yeah. little no- novellas that are my favorite Star yeah. Wars books, if that's what this is. Then it's my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Right. The only thing that's going to trump that is when they do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Right. Where he doesn't use his lightsaber in the entire movie. Because, <gasps> be like, cool. that's, like, that, if, if I were making the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, that would be my movie. Is like, Why without the lightsaber? Because he's not a Jedi anymore. He stops, oh, right? right? Like, yeah. it has to take place between three and four, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they go back and they do, like, young Obi-Wan, which I think is kind of a weird idea, but it could work. Yeah. Um, but if they do Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan... Right, not as... Yeah, as, it's... I yeah. I would pick it up basically like... I would give it like a year after Revenge of the Sith. Oh, wow. And it would be like... The beginning of the movie is him like sort of wrestling with what his purpose is. Right. Just being this hermit in the desert and... Right. And... Um, uh, Owen won't let him have anything to do with Luke. Like, that right, wasn't yeah. his plan. His plan was to go to, like, they would raise Luke, but that he would be there to train him. 
but then Owen won't let him. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. And so, like, he has to, like, find a new purpose, but he can't be a Jedi. And, and, like, I I don't know, like, maybe in, like, the cold open, he could use the lightsaber, but that it would, like, basically bring attention to the fact that he's there. But he has to be low-key, right? Yeah. So, I like, I don't know, like, my ideal story would basically start with him in front of the chest that he pulls Anakin's lightsaber out of. And he's basically, like, got the chest open and the blanket on it. And mm-hmm. on the blanket are uh, Anakin's lightsaber and Qui-Gon's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, holding his in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, looking at it and he's, like, if he's, like, in talking to Qui-Gon. Right. right trying yeah. to commune with Qui-Gon. And he's, like, if I'm not a Jedi, then what am I? This right, I, yeah. My entire life. Yeah. But the Jedi Order is gone. The mm-hmm. They've been extinguished. I, Yoda and I are all that's left and the right, boy yeah. and whatever. And and, he's, and just like this moment of clarity of like, I'm not a Jedi anymore. And he puts it away. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, there will be a time for this later and like closes the, the chest. And it's like when, like the force will let me know when it's time yeah. sort of thing. And then the rest of the movie is just like a totally like... Like Logan esque personal story oh, right. okay. of like yeah. of of when you're a hero when you're one of the greatest heroes in the galaxy how do you then go to one of the worst places in the galaxy full of crime and corruption and, and not suffering deal with it? Yeah. and not fix it yeah right like that's Obi Wan Kenobi's story that's yeah. the story worth telling is like how how do it's it's a lot like Kingdom Tatooine? Come Superman, right? Where like Kingdom Come yeah. Superman eventually goes like, I can't save everybody, so I'm saving nobody. I'm just gonna go <laughs> live on a farm yeah. and just like oh. become an old man, right? Devastating. Is sorry, is Jabba on Tatooine? Yeah, that could be interesting. Exactly. That right? like there's stuff there's something there about him like failing like him realizing that he can't yeah. help from who he is and yeah. so he just needs to make the choice and the thing to, like, is that what like, is more important is just to protect Luke. in the in the Clone like, Wars. Jabba and Obi-Wan have interactions. Oh, so so Jabba the Hutt knows who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. So it like, would be absurd for him to not know that he's on Tatooine. And I think like there the these are the nuggets of the story yeah. worth telling is that like filling in those pieces like like Rogue One does and like Han like Solo is going to do yeah. of like we know pieces of this but like how does Han Solo or sorry how does Obi-Wan kind of like go to Chewie first. Right, yeah. Of all of the people in the cantina, he immediately goes to Chewbacca, right? Because he's a Wookiee and because he trusts Wookiees and that sort of thing. They're honorable, whatever. But um, I think that there's there's opportunities to tell some stories of like Obi-Wan figuring these things out. Like, right. like sort yeah, of knowing, he's like, because he's been to Mos Eisley before and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, I think that like him interacting with Jabba and like like, Jabba being like, what are you doing here? I thought the Jedi were dead. Yeah. And him being like, I'm trying to keep a low profile. I'll stay out of your business if you stay out of mine. Sort of thing. And, and Jabba being like, you know, like, like make it, like, make mm-hmm. it, a, like, like, let's make a deal. Like, yeah, yeah like, like, you gotta sweeten the pot a little bit more than that. Like, I, I, I can tell the Empire where you are. Yeah. I don't even have to kill you myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? This, this guy in the black mask, he'll, he's <laughs> hunting Jedi across the galaxy, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then dealing with with Obi-Wan. There's a novel called Kenobi that has some of these ideas in it, but it doesn't 
it also focuses on like these moisture farmers and a <laughs> Tuscan Raider and stuff like that. It's sort of like a story from three points of view. Um, and so there's not enough Obi-Wan in the Kenobi novel <laughs> and my Kenobi story would just be like him. Yeah. Like, he, like you would never see anything from anybody else's perspective. It would just be his story. Cool. But I don't know if they're going to make that movie because mm-hmm. I don't know that Disney has the, the, the guts to make a movie about Obi-Wan Kenobi without a lightsaber in it. Yeah. Because Rogue One has a lightsaber in it. Like, like Darth Vader is oh, at yeah, the end of the movie yeah, yeah, yeah. and kills a bunch of dudes and it's awesome, but it's almost like it's... That and the Leia moment are such fan servicey moments. Oh, yeah, that's a that little bit. As yeah. much as I love those moments and they're really great, they also kind of take me out of the movie yeah. to a certain degree. Do you think they'll have lightsabers in the whole in the and solo? solo? I'd like I don't to think not. so. I really I hope that they don't. It's not, it wouldn't be fitting for it to be there. Because Han can't either. meet a Jedi until he meets Obi Wan. Right, like, yeah. Because the, all the hokey religions and ancient blasters and that sort of thing. Right, yeah. Unless he meets somebody who claims to be a Jedi who is not a Jedi. Oh, That's the yeah, only that's, way that you yeah. could do it. Is like if somebody like yeah. gives him reason to be cynical about Jedi. Right, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I. Like I, if it were still just the Lord and Miller movie, I would be skeptical. Reluctant, or, skeptical, yeah. yeah. Um, but because Ron Howard came in and basically like was the fixer right, on that yeah, project, yeah. yeah. Um, I I have a hundred percent faith. Nice. And Ron Howard. Because, like, Ron Howard doesn't have to do anything. No, no. He, right? he decided he chose to. He was Kathleen like, Kennedy called yeah. him and said, I need a personal favor. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I can't let... First of all, it's a, it's a, it's a screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan and, and his son, John Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan wrote Empire, yeah. Jedi, and The Force Awakens. I didn't know that. So he wrote That's the majority. Crazy. This is the thing, right? Is that nobody talks about this part of it other than like the Star Wars but fans like, everybody, who like, care about like, it. Like Empire, everybody knows that, that, wow. The definitive voice of Han Solo yeah. wrote, along with his son, wrote this movie. That's crazy. Ron Howard came in and fixed it. Yeah. That's like, all I be, need. Yeah. And then what I've seen, it's like Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian. Oh, uh, Woody so Harrelson's in it. Like Chewbacca looks better than oh, he's yeah. ever looked oh, in yeah. any of these movies. More expressive, more uh, like animated. Yeah. And yeah, like like really like emoting and giving a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like the Falcon looks incredible. Incredible. Oh, like yeah. I love that. There's a really cool detail on it that that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. But on the front, because you know how it's got like the cone on the front yeah. now, like it's like basically filled in, like on the. Oh, the I mandibles. didn't. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh. you haven't seen it. It it's. I'll, um, I'll 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 Google it while you continue to talk. Well, I have a picture of it on my phone. Oh, okay. Because I bought a toy. Of course. Um, of it because I love it. Like I like it. This is gonna be heresy, and people are gonna like. <laughs> burn me at the stake or whatever um, for saying this but I like it better than the actual like the classic Whoa. Falcon look um, that's a big statement yeah oh so if you yeah. look at the if you look at the like near the nose yeah there's like a, a little bump there yeah that 
is like there's another I have another picture of it. It's very convenient that you're wearing your Millennium Falcon shirt it's for true. me to compare against. Yeah. <laughs> so as you can kind of see it better in this one, like yeah. that little it's it's a hood scoop. Oh. Like an air intake oh. like on a hot rod. That's amazing. Which is like the best detail ever <laughs> because because of course that would be because Lando on, on has this thing souped up. He's basically <laughs> like done the like 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 the hood scoop and the like the like redone the grill and yeah, yeah. and you know like put a spoiler on it yeah. and like you know the LED underlighting is like that's yeah. the what Lando has done to the Falcon. Right. And then there's a really great novel that just came out called Last Shot. Um, which is, it's actually, it's really cool because it's told from, it's told in three separate timelines. So it's told uh, two years, three years after the Battle of Endor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two years after the Battle of Jakku, and I think the Battle of Jakku takes place about a year after the Battle of Endor. Um, Because Ben is about two years old. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so it's it's really kind of starts with like Han as a new dad and like and dealing with a two year old with having a toddler and stuff so like that. So this is canon novels that just yeah, came it's out. Oh, novel. how cool. And then so that's one of the timelines and there's like this something is happening where like uh this crime boss kind of guy is after Lando mm-hmm. and so Lando comes to Han to recruit him cuz like the guy is after him because Han stole something in the Millennium Falcon years oh. ago. Oh, right, yeah. So, and, and Lando is the last registered owner of oh, the Millennium of Falcon. Oh, yeah. So the guy <laughs> comes after him and not Han. Um, so Lando's like, you owe me. Like, this is your fault. Yeah. So they've gone off on an adventure. And while that's happening, um, it's basically intercut with a story from slightly before Solo... Oh. And a story after Solo. No way. That's so, so you get cool. Lando and L3, which is his droid. The, yeah. the, not, I shouldn't say that. It's not his droid. It's the his, droid. Partner, yeah, his partner. Like yeah. his yeah. droid partner. Yeah. Um, because it's a really important part of her story is that she is independent. Oh, cool. Um, she doesn't have an owner. She doesn't call him master or anything nice. like that because they're friends, not right. it. Like they're partners, yeah. like Han and Chewie. Yeah. Cool. Sort of thing. Um, so it's Lando and L3 on the Falcon before, mm-hmm. uh, before Solo, and then it's Han and Chewie on the Falcon after Solo, and there's a really great scene in it where um, Han's walking through the Falcon and sort of like reminiscing to himself about how it, like the first time that he stepped on the Falcon and how it looked and it was Lando had it all, it was all, everything was... It was too clean. Yeah, too Like, shiny, it was yeah. so clean yeah. that it made you uncomfortable. You didn't want to touch anything, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Han was like, like, that's not, that's not how you live. Like, and, and yeah. he's sort of, like, thinking about, about, like, he's working hard to make sure that it looks like the type of place that Han would want to hang out. So that when people come on board that, like, they get it. And it's so hard because Chewie keeps picking up after him all the time. (laughs) And and Han's like, no, stop. Like, just leave it where it is. Like, I'm, like, it's, I, I put that there. Like, leave my piles alone sort of thing. But it, it, it gets into the idea that Han, um, as a, as a smuggler is a genius because he's like, because the the Falcon could be this incredible flashy yeah. fastest ship in the galaxy, right? Yeah. But 
that's that puts you on the radar. Oh right, yeah. So it, it looks like a piece of junk. So that Luke walks up and he goes like, "What a piece of junk!" And yeah. he's like, "It doesn't look like much, but she's got it where it counts." Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. and yeah, that's because like smart. Han's like, "Look, I've worked really hard to make this thing look like a piece of crap. Yeah, so, so that I can just skate past Imperials yeah. because they don't even think about me. Yeah, right. So I like I. Yeah. That sounds like a cool. What's the novel called? Last like, shot. Last shot. Yeah, and the audiobook's really great because the three different timelines are read by three different narrators. Oh, how cool! So yeah. you know which timeline you're in. Yeah. Because sometimes they'll be like, sometimes in one timeline they'll be with Lando, and then other times they'll be with one of the bad guys mm-hmm. or whatever. But you just like, want to make sure you're following the right timeline. You, but right? you know yeah, which so timeline it oh, is because nice, yeah. if you're paying attention to the because it's there's like a. I can only describe it this way. There's a white dude doing the present day timeline because it's basically Han, mm-hmm. right? So it's a guy who does a really great Han. He does a really good Lando as well, but he does a really good Han. And then it's really weird because the Han storyline um, is actually, it sounds like, and this is me making an assumption, but it sounds like it's an African-American person narrating that because he's kind of got a little bit of like a, he's just got kind of like a swagger to 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 the way that he reads um and then lando's story is read by a woman like lando's timeline is read by a woman which i think they made that choice because of the because of l3 because it's really l3's story and lando is just kind of there because because she needs the ship um yeah i'm only probably about three hours into it but it is fantastic cool it's a really really great nice uh story um sounds fun well, lots happening in Star Wars world. So even yeah. though I we didn't have anything for That's me to talk about, to you talk literally about. just were able to talk for like yeah. an hour. <laughs> but now you're all caught up, and I so am. is everybody who's listening. And excited so. about all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I'm there's, a lot, there's like, a lot. Like so, stuff all of that to say that the next after Solo, the uh, well, actually after Ant Man and Wasp, Solo, and then Ant Man and Wasp in July. After that, it is going to be forever until we get. Marvel slash Star Wars. Yeah. I don't even know when the next DC movie is. I, I guess it's say, Aquaman. Yeah, I have no idea. And I think it's sometime next year. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's still lots of really cool How is Aquaman not out yet? They've been working on the visual effects on that for like ages. Like I remember them like hiring for that movie like a long time I ago. Know. I don't know. But the, the last thing I'll say before we finish this one is that um, I really wish that the joke in the Deadpool trailer where he's like where he says to Cable is like oh you're that's so dark he's like yeah. are you sure you aren't from the DC universe yeah oh, I yeah, really sorry. wish that wasn't in the trailer because it would have been way better to hear that for the first time oh the while you were in the movie yeah but, yeah but it's um, a good joke it looks like it's release date for Aquaman is in December is it this December okay but like really close to Christmas maybe that'll like, hold us over it's weird that it's a Christmas I, movie I know that I give the DCEU a really hard time, but... I'll watch all of their stuff. <laughs> I'm really hoping that Aquaman's actually good. Oh, because yeah. I Because the best part of Justice League was absolutely Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Oh, for sure. Nicole Kidman is in this movie? Really? Weird. And Willem Dafoe. I knew Willem Dafoe is. Because he's like, he's like Aquaman's like 
advisor or something like it that. It comes out um, a week early in the United Kingdom. It comes out December 14th in the UK. That happens a lot. December 21st in the United States. That For Avengers. A big movie so like the that? reason why Avengers got pushed up a week yeah. is because it's so spoiler heavy. Oh, that they couldn't release it early somewhere else? It was oh. slated to release this week in the UK. Oh. And then so. May 4th in North gotcha. America. Gotcha. And so they pulled it up. And so they went, no, right. we can't do this. It's got right. to release worldwide. Right. So they pushed uh, it up a week in North America. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Which, like, spoiler heavy. Yeah. Holy crap. Yep. Yep. I can't even, like, I've, there are so many things that I want to say, but I'll save it for the spoiler. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool.